You're listening to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can follow along with today's episode using the show notes at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, welcome to episode number 12 of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. My name is Scott. I have the privilege of leading alongside Pastor Vance here at Hope Church in the beautiful city of Las Vegas. Um, If you're just coming across this podcast, glad you're here. The goal of it is to help leaders uh, be encouraged and challenged uh, in their leadership no matter where God has you leading. So if you did just come across this podcast, we have 11 or 12. We actually had a special episode last uh, month, but we have great content. You can just scroll up your feed and catch up on all of our episodes, Um, but we encourage you to do that because we've had uh, over a year now of awesome leadership content from uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Vance Pittman. Vance, how you doing today? Doing great, Scott. Having a great week. I've uh, been on the road the last week in different places, traveling, speaking, and having the opportunity to just really step into some of God's activity in some very unique places and just just, just really filled myself personally with just seeing what God's doing in our country and around the world. Uh, it's just always so refreshing and encouraging. And I know you just had a big celebration in your family. So welcome back to you as well. Yeah, my wife and I, thank you very much. We just uh, celebrated 10 years of marriage. And so we did the dang thing, man. We went to Europe and we went to uh, England and Rome and Paris. And it was it was amazing. Um, but we're glad to be back with our kids and, and glad to be back on this podcast. Uh, a millennials hipster dream trip is pretty it much is. what it looked it, like. It man. really was. It really was. <laughs> um, but man, it's December. We are around the holidays Things are, I'm sure, very busy for whoever is listening to this right now. And so, as you saw in the title, we are, as we finish up 2018, we wanted to give you what we believe is a leader's number one tool. We wanted to give you as a a leader, no matter where you're leading, we know we have people leading specifically in ministry, but we know we have people that listen to this that lead in different areas of society, teachers and lawyers and in the workplace and the marketplace. Um, we wanted to, as we finish up a great year of, of a lot going on in each of our lives, a leader's number one tool. So you clicked on it, you're wondering what it is. Vance, talk to us about what a leader's number one tool is. Yes, yeah, got a lot of leaders, uh, when you think about the tools that we have on our belt, a lot of leaders would think that maybe the number one tool out there today for leaders is podcasts. Uh, like what we're doing right now, we have our own leadership <laughs> podcast going on, and we we don't have our own. You, <laughs> this is the Vance Pittman Leaders. I am just the host. Man. Yeah, the host, right? Uh, and uh, the prompter that got me into all this. But um, no, I mean, leadership podcasts are a great tool. And like, if you go right now to Google and you Google leadership podcast, I just did that right here on my computer, and Google gives you sixteen suggestions right out of the gate. 16 different leadership podcasts you can click on. I'm sorry, 18 different leadership podcasts you can click on. 12 of them, as I'm looking at it right now, are Christian leadership podcasts. So Google says, hey, here's 18 options. 12 of them are dedicated to or targeting believers living out roles and responsibilities of leadership in their particular domain. It may be church. It may be business. It may be education. It may be medicine. It may be sports. It may be entertainment. But Google says, hey, here's 18 podcasts. And then immediately below those 18 options 
are different articles. There's an article that's listed here that uh, describes the 21 best leadership podcasts that you can, it says 21 of the best leadership podcasts you'll want to listen to. Another article says 12 podcasts that will make you a better leader. So for a lot of people, they think that the best tool that you've got are all these podcasts. Some people don't go to podcasts. Some people go to books. If you go to amazon.com and you search the Amazon search engine for leadership books, over 70,000 different books are sold on Amazon to help you become a better leader. Some people think the best tool we have are conferences. Uh, You could literally next year, if you Google Christian leadership conferences, you could fill your calendar 52 weeks next year going to a different Christian leadership conference. But Scott, I would say today that as Christians in leadership, whether in the church or in society, the greatest tool that we have, it's not podcasts, it's not books, it's not conferences, it's not the latest model that's out there. Even though all of those are good, valuable tools, the greatest tool we have, the foundational tool for leadership is the Word of God. What a pastor move to say that, Vince. <laughs> but seriously, we talked about this even before we started recording. Um, it might be the tendency for some of you who love Jesus, who are right now in the hustle a bustle of the holidays, to hear what Vance just said and say amen and skip to the next thing. But we encourage you to push pause, maybe say a prayer and say, God, teach me right now what I already may know, but I need to be reminded of. Because what we're about to talk about over the next 20 minutes or so, we really, really believe will change your leadership and encourage your leadership because podcasts are great. Those are great tools. Uh, books are great. Uh, we, Vance and I both tear apart leadership books. We love them. Conferences are great. We believe those are amazing tools. But as we talked about it, a leader's number one tool is the word of God because that's a Christian's number one tool. And as we lead as Christians, we need to be well-informed and well-equipped. And we believe the content for today is really, really, really going to encourage you. Yeah, and Scott, let me say about that as we as we get into this, one of my favorite definitions of leadership is the definition Henry Blackaby gives in his book, Spiritual Leadership. And the definition Blackaby gives is that leadership is moving people onto God's agenda, which demands as the leader that you know what God's agenda is, which means you must hear from him. The scripture teaches us that faith comes by hearing. We've got to hear from God. And podcasts, books, conferences are all great, but that's hearing what somebody else has heard from God. As we look at the Word of God, the Bible, God speaks into our lives. And that is not just important for pastors and ministry leaders. That's important for bankers and lawyers and school teachers and construction workers, people that lead in every domain of society. As a follower of Jesus Christ, you are helping to move people onto God's agenda. For some, that may be believers that you're helping take another step. For others, that may be unbelievers helping to let them discover and find true life and meaning and purpose in a relationship with Jesus. But as we're moving people onto God's agenda, it demands that we hear from God, which means we must be leaders who prioritize the word of God in our lives. 
That's awesome. That is great. And so this is a crucial reminder. We're excited to jump into content. Very simply, very concise today. We want to give you two reasons the Word of God should be a foundation for your leadership. Yeah, and Scott, to do that, I want to read a very familiar couple of verses of Scripture that people that are regularly involved in church and specifically ministry leadership, you're going to hear these verses and go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've maybe never thought about these in the context of leadership, but here's what the Scripture says about itself in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. And remember the context for these verses. One of the things you need to learn about the Bible is you must always interpret the Bible in light of its context. And 2 Timothy is the second of two letters that Paul wrote to a young leader. Paul was a leader of leaders. Paul is one of the great leaders of the New Testament. And yet in 1 and 2 Timothy, what we have are letters that Paul wrote to a young leader to equip him to be a better leader. And so these verses that we're about to read were given to us in the context of one leader admonishing and encouraging another leader to be a better leader. So here's the verses. 2 Timothy chapter 2 or excuse me chapter 3 verses 16 and 17. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So out of those verses, Scott, you you said we we promised we're going to give two reasons why the word should be the, the best tool that a leader has. And here's the first one. The word of God should be the foundation for leadership because it's inspired. And that speaks to the authority of Scripture. The Bible tells us about itself that all Scripture is inspired by God. It literally means God breathed. It means that what we have in Scripture is the very Word of God. The understanding of the early church was that the Spirit of God rested on and in the prophets and apostles and spoke through them so that their words did not come from themselves but from the mouth of God Himself. They spoke and wrote in the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Yes, it's true that that men wrote the Bible, but God used men to write the Bible. He used their personality and their style, but the ultimate author of Scripture is God Himself. And that means, Scott, that the Bible doesn't contain the Word of God. The Bible literally is the Word of God. And when we say that, We don't mean that the Bible is the Word of God on all theological matters. The Bible is the Word of God on all matters. It's the the authoritative Word of God. It's the authoritative Word from the Creator of everything we can see, taste, touch, feel, and smell about everything we can see, taste, touch, feel, or smell. It reveals the truth of God, and God Himself wrote this book. So much so that uh, Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 1, he said, know this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. There is no more authoritative source in the world that you and I as a leader can turn to than the word of God. 
I love that because I've never met a leader who, when they're given a presentation or a talk or something, they don't use quotes, right? We, we as leaders, we love quotes. So you're going to hear a John Maxwell quote in the church. You may hear Andy Stanley outside the church. You got guys like Adam Grant and Simon Sinek. And those are all amazing guys with gold sentences to say. But I love that you're talking about this idea of authority. Like these are guys who have a great resume and have done amazing things in the leadership world. But you talk about authority. This is God, the God of the universe, that we have his word that we can go to for wisdom and insight. And this is this is the ultimate authority. Um, and we are people as leaders that love quotes and love to pull things that people have said. Well, we have a whole book of what God has said to us. I love that. Yeah, and Scott, I would say this. what The people that are listening right now, whatever it is you are facing as a leader, maybe it's a challenge that's in front of you. Maybe it's an obstacle. Maybe it's an opportunity. Maybe it's an invitation. Whatever is in front of you as a leader, I promise you, God has something to say about it. God desires to speak into that situation. And the primary way he's going to speak into that is through his word. Mm. God has given us his word. And here's the thing. We, we put the Bible aside for so many things. We think, oh yeah, if I got a, a question about heaven or a question about Jesus or a question about Jonah, I can go to the Bible. But if I got a leadership thing, no, listen, God desires to speak. And the way he speaks is through his word. And his word is authoritative because it's not our opinions and thoughts about God. It's God's word about himself. So we're to submit ourselves to the word as we face every one of those challenges, obstacles, opportunities, invitations, and we're to glean from God's word and allow God to speak into those situations with authority. That's amazing. So again, to recap that, the word should be the foundation for leadership because it is inspired. What's that second reason? The second reason, Scott, is that the word of God should be the foundation for leadership because it's profitable. Uh, The scripture not only here says that the Bible is inspired, but it says it's also profitable. The word profitable means to be useful or to be advantageous. That's what the Greek word means. If you look this word up in the dictionary, the word profitable means of some use, of some benefit, of some advantage to someone. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people today who think the Bible is just an ancient book and it has no relevance for my life today. But the Bible ultimately can do for your life and your leadership what no career, no experience, no amount of money, no training, or nothing else can do. We should value the Word of God. In in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says about itself that the Word of God is living, means to be alive, and it's active, which means it's actively producing results. And so because the word is profitable, it's advantageous, it's alive, it's active, we should submit ourselves to the word of God. It is of great benefit to us as leaders. As you just said that, I thought about, again, leaders who love Jesus, who are working in you know marketplaces all over the country, all over the world. We've actually gotten some awesome emails and, and, and social media about some missionaries listening to this in different parts of the world. So I mean, li- literally people who listen to this podcast are all over the world. And thinking about what you just said about Hebrews 4, that the word of God is able, is, 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 is able, it's living and active and able to cut through all the stuff that we're walking through as leaders. Mm. I love that. Um, we, didn't, we didn't quote the, the second part of that verse, but that's what it says. It says that it's able to 
it's able to do work in our lives. It's yeah. able to, when we're, when we got leadership questions, when we're facing, I was a little convicted even two minutes ago when you were just talking about what we run to. Cause I was just in a conversation this morning, just about some leadership stuff here at hope. And I'm looking for counsel. And obviously we know there's, there's uh, wisdom and a multitude of counselors. We get that from the word of God, but I wanted to go call somebody or find it in a book. And I was not thinking, man, I need to get before my, you know, get on my face before God and get in his word. Um, we pass on that as leaders sometimes because we think, all right, I had my God time this morning. That's awesome. But now it's time to, to be a leader and to, to do, you know, to seek out other ways to, to get that wisdom. And so, um, it's, it's a, it's really cool to hear this, this idea of this being profitable for our lives right now. Well, and as you look through this text of scripture, he actually breaks down some of the ways that it's profitable for us. And I want to just list them for you. First of all, the Bible is useful in my life because the Bible teaches me and others the truth. He says the Bible's profitable for teaching. The word teaching is a Greek word that speaks to authoritative truth. We may not always like it or agree with it, but the Bible teaches us the truth. Here's the way I like to think about it. We get to find the answers to life's questions from the author of life himself. The one who created life is the one that wrote this for us to give us the answers to life. And we cannot possibly live spiritual lives apart from knowing spiritual truth. And to those that are listening, you're a leader. But before you're a leader, you're a Christian. You're a follower of Jesus. And so your leadership, whether it's in the church or in business or in education or in government, your leadership is spiritual leadership because it's the spirit of Christ within you that is leading through you. And from the Bible, we discover spiritual truth about everything pertaining to life, not just doctrinal truth. We do learn doctrinal truth in the Bible about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, about the reality of sin, the eternity, eternal destiny of every person and either heaven or hell. We learn doctrinal truth, but we also learn practical truth about marriage, about family, about government, about finances, about morality, about integrity, about leadership. All of that is in the scripture. All that is truth in the Bible. And I would say for myself, Scott, as I think about my life as a leader, uh, now I'm in my 28th year, I think, of, 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 of Christian ministry leadership, but I've been a follower of Christ now for almost 30 years. And I would say, as I think about my own life as a leader, the overwhelming majority of the principles that guide and govern the way I lead have been gleaned through 30 years of studying the book of Proverbs. Um, for 30 years, I've been trying to daily read the book of Proverbs that corresponds to the day of the month. And for 30 years, the wisdom of leadership that I've gleaned from Proverbs as the writer of Proverbs, God has used that to speak truth into my life that shaped who I am as a leader, not just as a pastor, mm. but as a leader. Yeah, you said there this idea of it giving practical truth in marriage, family, government, finances, moral issues. I want you to think about as you're a leader, when's the last time somebody who works for you or works with you sat at your desk and had a question about one of those things? You know, had a question or you knew they were walking through something in their marriage or you knew in their family or th they had questions about things going on in our government or whatever, like the things that you just said are so practical. We have all dealt with somebody in our organization or somebody on our team having a question about that. And to see, like you said, in the book of Proverbs and all over scripture, how 
real and and relevant God is to those things right now in his word. It's astonishing, and people just run by it. I, I do sometimes. I run by just the the relevance of what God is saying in His Word to what we deal with in this, you know, today. Well, Scott, let me just be real vulnerable and transparent. We're living in right now what's called the Me Too movement. It dominates headlines, and leaders all over the country right now, leaders all over the world right now, are sensitive to this Me Too movement that's going on. Where do we find the answers of how to navigate through boundaries, relationships, the right and wrong way to treat people, um, the right and wrong way to relate to people of an op- of the opposite sex from what you are? How do we? How do we? Where do you look to find that podcast? No, let me tell you where you go to find that. The Word of mm-hmm. God. God's Word speaks with crystal clarity about boundaries. God's Word speaks with crystal clarity about integrity and about relationships. And then you see the life of Jesus and the Gospels and how he modeled uh, relationships interpersonally and leadership. So the Scripture, it's as relevant as what we're facing today at every level. That's amazing. So to catch you where we are, we're talking about the Word of God being the foundation for us as leaders. We already said it was because it's inspired, also because it's profitable. Advance is given four ways that we see it being profitable in our lives. The first one is the Bible teaches me and others the truth. What's the what's the second of these four, Vance? The second is the Bible convicts me and others of wrong. The Scripture says about itself that, that it's inspired and profitable for teaching and for reproof. The word reproof is a Greek word that means to convince us of error. It means to point out what's wrong. It's kind of like the illustration that James uses in in the book of James in the Bible when he describes the word of God like a mirror. When you look into a mirror, what do we look into a mirror for? When when we look in a mirror in the morning before we go to work, we look in the mirror to to find out if anything's wrong, right? We want to make sure... All the buttons are buttoned up. The hair's in the right place. There's nothing coming out of my nose. You know, I didn't leave toothpaste on my face. We're, and, and the mirror says, hey, this isn't just right. And then what do we do? We, we respond and we fix what it is that's wrong. So the Bible speaks to those things in our lives very clearly that are not in line with God's truth. He knows what's best and he wants me to have that. He's not, the word of God doesn't point out what's wrong in my life to condemn me. The word of God points out what's wrong in my life to convict me so that I can respond in submission to God's truth, bring my life into conformity with that, not to rob me of the joy and pleasure of being wrong, but to bring me into the freedom and vitality and satisfaction of the life that God has for me. And so as a leader, you're going to face stuff today and you need God's word to be a mirror in your life to show you some things that aren't right about the way you've led today or the way you're going to lead today. I can't tell you, Scott, how many times God and his word has spoken into my life in a morning devotional time. And then later on in that day, something came up in my leadership life and it was like God had spoken through his word that morning in a way that was just right on time. God was like that mirror had showed me something or something where I was in God's word in the morning and God showed me clearly something from yesterday 
that I'd done so wrong as a leader. And I, the first thing on my order of business today was to go make that right, to go to that person and make that right. But without the mirror of God's word, I miss that in my life as a leader. One of the most you know, famous leadership axioms is that, that idea of leaders are learners. And that's what I just thought of when you were saying that. The word of God shows us, it teaches us where we need to be corrected, where we need to learn. Um, and so I, I love that. So the Bible teaches me and others the truth. The Bible convicts me and others of wrong. What's number three? The third one, Scott, is that the Bible restores both my life and the lives of others, and it sets us on a path to success. The Bible says of itself, it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, and for correction. Correction is a Greek word that means to set up straight or to set right. It's the picture of something that's fallen over and someone coming along and setting it back up straight the way it's supposed to be. So the Bible, what I love about this, the Bible, God's word, doesn't just show me where I'm wrong. The Bible shows me how to respond rightly and to bring myself back into conformity with God's standard and to, to allow me to correct those areas. So the Bible doesn't just say, hey, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. The word of God, God speaks to show me here's the right way. And what he's really saying is, here's a better way as a leader to navigate that. So Scott, let me go ahead then and give you the fourth one. The fourth one of these is that the Bible is God's primary tool in producing Christ, both in my life and in others. So as leaders, everything God desires to do through us, he's really doing out of the overflow of what he's doing in us. And what he's doing in us is conforming us to the image of Jesus. So the greatest thing you can do today as a leader is be conformed to the image of Christ. How does that happen? Primarily through the word of God. The Bible says again here, it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. This, this word training is a word that we get our English word pediatrics from. It's a Greek word paideia. It literally means instruction or discipline. The word righteousness is a word that means conformity to the claims of a higher authority. So what the scripture is really teaching us here is that the word of God is, is the way God disciplines and instructs us to conform us to the image of Jesus. And then the word of God being used in our lives, then as leaders, we're now leading others to that same experience. Regardless of whether or not you're in ministry leadership and other leadership, we're helping other people be moved onto God's agenda. So those are the four things that the, the scripture, the four ways that the Bible is useful in my life. And then he closes it with this, Scott. He says, so that, and that's an important phrase in verse 17. Anytime you see that little so that in scripture, it means here's the reason why the man of God may be adequate equipped for every good work. I love the way the message paraphrase, uh, Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, translates that particular verse. Listen to what he says. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. As a leader today, you are put together. That's that word to be adequate. It, the word adequate is a Greek word that literally would describe when they would go out on a long journey in a wagon, they would put everything they needed, all the tools, all the food, all this, they would rightly equip that wagon so that as they went out or a ship, as they were going out on a journey, they would make sure that it was fully equipped 
what the scripture says here is the way that you and I as leaders are fully equipped for the task God has for us today is primarily through his word. So the real question is today as a leader, are you giving priority to the word of God in your life? Because it is the number one tool for leadership. That's awesome. We hope in the last 28 minutes you have been encouraged to understand why we believe that the leader's number one tool, as awesome as podcasts are and books and conferences, that the leader's number one tool is the Word of God. And we just want to say uh, thank you for an awesome year as we finish up 2018 on the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Um, we have heard you on social media, and we would love to hear more from you. So if you have questions or you just want to shout out that you like in the podcast, uh, you can find Vance on uh, you know Twitter and Instagram just by searching Vance Pittman. Also, you can email us and let us know how the podcast has affected you and your team. Uh, you can just hit Vance up at vance at hopechurchonline.com. And we actually want you to do that because starting in 2019, we want to do some, uh, we want to answer the questions that you may have in whatever areas you're leading. And so if you have questions, things you want us to address in the podcast, hit Vance up on a direct message on, on Instagram or Twitter or email us those questions because starting in 2019, we want to um, be very specific and answer questions you may have specifically about where you're leading in church and, and outside the church. So uh, as we finish up today, Vance, as we finish up the year on this podcast, how would you, uh, how would you close out the year for our listeners? Yeah, I would just um, affirm what you just said. We'd love to hear from you if uh, many of you reach out, but I'd specifically love to hear some specific questions questions. If you would take the time to, to write us an email, advance at hopechurchonline.com or to on social media, Instagram or Twitter, Advance Pittman, um, send me three to five questions you would love to hear us address with this podcast uh, over the coming year. And we want to try to address some of those questions. So please take the time, reach out, um, and then I look forward to uh, 2019 as we continue together on this journey. Uh, I, I want to say as we uh, get ready to uh, close this year, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we've been amazed and, and encouraged by the response, by the feedback. Uh, we're humbled that you take the time to listen in. We're grateful for it and pray that you and your family have an incredible Christmas and a very happy new year. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We will catch you in 2019. Thanks again for listening to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. You can find all the show notes on your favorite podcasting app or at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. We will be releasing a new episode on the first Monday of every month to help you and your teams lead like never before.